I thought I was beyond being shocked at what is going on in today's world. However, I'm never going to say this again. I'll explain why on today's episode of Kingdom Currents. Just when I thought nothing was going to shock me, something comes across my desk that absolutely blows my mind. On recent episodes of Kingdom Currents, I have been addressing the importance of knowing truth that's absolute. An absolute truth exists and how one can know it. I had mentioned that in 2016, the Oxford Dictionary's Word of the Year was post-truth, which means relating to or denoting circumstances in which objective facts are less influential in shaping public opinion than appeals to emotion or personal belief. And we are definitely living in a post-truth world. Feelings and experiences are what many people believe are the paths to really knowing truth. Of course, it is all about my truth and your truth. There's no universal, objective, uh, absolute truth. It's just what you believe is true. Uh, That's fine for you, but it's not for me. I've got my own truth uh, based on my feelings, my experiences, and we're just all mixed up. Uh, Let me refer once again to Francis Schaeffer's statement where he once said, if there is no absolute beyond man's ideas, then there is no final appeal to judge between individuals and groups whose moral judgments conflict. We are merely left with conflicting opinions. And that's what's going on in the world today. We just have all these opinions. It doesn't matter whether they match reality or not, but your opinion is valid, my opinion is valid, and we just argue. G.K. Chesterton once said, when men choose not to believe in God, they do not thereafter believe in nothing, but then become capable of believing in anything. And I think that really depicts what we're facing today in the world. It's not that people just stop believing Uh, It means that they believe just about anything to be true. This is today's reality without question. And again, just consider this isn't new. In the book of Judges, the writer said, In those days there is no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. In other words, everyone lived his or her own truth. There was not universal uh, truth that was going to guide everything. We're all aware of the LGBTQA plus agenda and the issues surrounding that agenda and how those things are constantly bombarding us, especially our children, each and every day. Our children are being told that their biological sex does not determine their gender. Rather, they're supposed to go by their feelings. That must be their guide when it comes to determining whether you're really a boy or a girl. Now, this doesn't match reality, and therefore, based on the definition uh, of insanity, it's really insane. Now, one would think that doctors and other medical professionals would see the absurdness behind such thinking. Yet, I just recently watched a a little video where Carrie McGregor, she's a doctor of psychology, and she works at the gender clinic at Boston's Children's Hospital. Now, this is a very important children's hospital in Boston. She recently put out a video on how to care for young gender kids. 
And on this video, listen to what she said. Most of the patients we have in the clinic actually know their gender, usually around the age of puberty. But a good portion of children do know seemingly as early as from the womb and will express their gender identity as soon as they can talk. Uh, kids know at a very, very early age. Now, then she went on to say, the biggest piece of advice that I can give to parents is to just be supportive. The biggest thing you can do is just love your child, support them, and allow them to express themselves. Uh, again, uh, when people see that, they just sort of say, well, that's insane. Uh, another example of today's insanity uh, you can find that in a recent phone message that the board chair and president uh, of now an all-girls school recently sent out to parents. There were some issues with uh, trans uh, children. And, and now remember, this woman, she's a board chair of an all-girls school. And, and in her message that she was sending out, she said this, for those of you that don't know, there's an online petition that has over 900 signatures that have asked us to define, quote-unquote, girl. Then she goes on. Now, again, she's board chair for an all-girls school. She says, which I am not sure that anyone can do. There, there's no one who can define what a girl is. And she says, I'm not going to step into that water on this call. Now, I, I can agree with one comment uh, that a, a person left and said, how can you offer an all-girls environment without knowing what a girl is? Uh, of course, this is directly opposite of what the Bible says about a young child in the womb when you think back to this uh, psychologist there at uh, Boston Children's Hospital. Psalm 139, starting in verse 13, the psalmist puts it correctly. For you, meaning God, Form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. My frame, my, my whole structure, my skeleton was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. If, if you go to the book of Jeremiah in chapter 1, verse 5, God tells Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew Jeremiah was a man before he formed Jeremiah in his mother's womb. Of course, this, this is in line with how God created man in the beginning. Those familiar words in Genesis 1.27, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. See, there's no gender confusion when it comes to God. God creates every human being in the womb as either a male or a female. Now, this is truth, and it matches reality. However, in today's post-truth, world, it, it's no longer a question of simply, what gender are you? And, and your feelings determine your gender. It's now gone to a whole nother level. It's now about what does it mean to be defined as a human? This past week, I watched a podcast by a woman. Her name was Melissa Doherty. And this podcast and what she 
pointed out on this just shocked me beyond my imagination. In her podcast, she documented people who identified as something different than a human, a dog, or one woman said, I believe totally that I'm a mermaid. She referred to one person a few years ago, made the news. This person had spent over $60,000 on surgeries so this person could be his, his or her true self as a genderless alien. Uh, on, on this podcast, she also had a little clip where, where two men were sitting there and they introduced themselves. It was a couple. And, and the one man says, my name is Tony and I am a quote unquote human pup, a puppy. The other person said, my name is Andrew and I am her husband and quote unquote trainer. So here this man is supposedly married to another man who basically is a human puppy and therefore this man is not just her husband, this trans person, but is her trainer. This current trend is referred to transspeciesism or other kin. This is already alive and well in some schools where students are allowed to identify as quote-unquote furries or, or certain types of animals. And, and I even read where some students were disciplined if they did not affirm their classmates who feel that they are a cat or a dog or whatever. Of course, if anyone speaks out against such behavior, they're labeled as bigots and, and intolerant people. So what should we as Christian parents and pastors and educators do in light of the insanity that is all around us? Even more important, what should we be doing when it comes to educating the next generation in such a confused state that we're in? I think we need to go back and first ground ourselves before we go talk to our children in the truth found in God's word about what it means to be a human. Remember, Genesis 1, 26 and 27 spells it out. God says, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. See, we must believe that each and every person has been, been created in God's image because that's what gives us our, our purpose, our identity, our worth, our value. But after we have solidified our own belief system with those truths, we must then reach out and teach our children starting at birth and continuing on through all of their growing up years where this is what it means to be a human. This must be the message that they hear at home, church, and school. And I've got to go and stress that, parents, you must also monitor what your children are getting from the Internet, from social media accounts. You've got to be aware and not let them be bombarded by things that will lead them to become insane. But we can't stop there. We, we can't just say, oh, you're born in the image of God. 
so you're special. No, we must know, understand, and teach the next generation what it really means to be an image bearer of God. When I was in high school, a lot of people my age were also facing identity crisis. I mean, this isn't something new. There is a phrase that one would hear quite often when a young person, and even sometimes an adult in my young life, was trying to find purpose in his, in his or her life. They would simply say something like this, well, I'm just trying to find myself. And what we've got to understand, it's impossible to know who you are and find yourself if you first don't know who God is. See, since we've been created in his image, we must be like him in many ways. Now, we're never going to be God. We're just created in an image. We, we are a reflection uh, and, and many times an imperfect reflection. And of course, since sin is in the world, a marred reflection. But nevertheless, we, we're a reflection of who God is. So knowing God is the key for me to knowing myself. Now, let me just take a, a couple minutes and, and let me share with you just a, a few of the characteristics of God that gives us meaning to be a human when we understand ourselves as being made in the image of God. Here's just a couple that I wrote down. Number one, I have been created for relationship. See, God is a relational God. In fact, he created this world so he would be known. That That's what's behind all relationships. You know each other. The main reason he created man in his image was so that there would be a part of creation that had the ability to know God personally. Since every other person has been created in God's image, I can also develop relationships with other people more than I can with other aspects of creation. It's, it's a it's a false relationship when I when I say, "Oh, I'm closer to my dog than I am uh, to to another person." I, I heard on the radio one morning when I was driving into school where where someone had had read where they did a study on how many people uh, would go and give give up their spouse for the sake of keeping their cell phone. And I was shocked. I mean, I couldn't think of anybody who would give up their spouse instead of losing their cell phone. But but that's how much we, we have forgotten what it means to be created uh, for relationships. But they've got to be relationships, number one, with God, and number two, with other people. One of the other things in being created in the image of God, I, I have been created to worship. Now, there is no doubt about it. Every single person on earth worships someone or something. God created us so that through knowing him, we would love and worship him. That's something that he's built into the human DNA. Unfortunately, because of sin, we often worship other people or jobs or sports or money or possessions or fame and fortune rather than worship God. But the reality is, We've been created to worship, and that worship should be focused on the one who created us in his image. Another characteristic that I find in how God created me is I've been created to communicate. 
Once again, we've got to understand that God is a God who communicates. After all, we, we find within the Trinity, the Godhead, Jesus prayed to his Father. He communicated with his Father before he went to the cross. Uh, while Jesus was here on earth, we find in Scripture where he says, I say only those things that God tells me, my Father tells me to do, to say. So God is communicating to his Son, who then go and communicates truth to other people, but he only communicates what his Father has first communicated to him. Now, that's an amazing thing. And not only that, he says, I do what my father told me to do. So we find that God in, in, his, in his Godhead, in the three persons, they communicate. He, he's also communicated by giving us his word, a written word. God communicated to mankind when he sent his son Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us. That's a way that God communicated himself to us. So this is why it's so important that I believe as we educate our children, we ought to do an awful lot to teach them how to speak properly, how to write properly. Because we've been given the gift of language. We can learn other languages. I can remember I was in Zurich, Switzerland once, and my wife and I took a, a train up into Grinderwald. And as we were on the train, there was a person there from Switzerland and we got talking and she stated how in in her school when she was growing up she was taught like three or four languages that everybody learned English everyone learned the language of the Swiss people of German of French they, they were taught all those things why so that they could communicate with other people because communication is the foundation of relationships for which we were created also and not only just for general communication, we've been invested and given as Christians the message of the gospel, the good news. So we need to be able to communicate. Now, a fourth way that I, I've been created in God's image is I've been created to work. Now, work is seen by many in today's world as a four-letter word. In fact, we dread Mondays because we're back to work. Wednesday is hump day, which means the weekend is almost here and we'll get away from work. However, as an image bearer of God, I've been made to work because guess what? My creator is one who works. Work is something divine. We find in Genesis 1 that God work to create the universe in six days. And on the seventh day, it's recorded that he rested from all his work. We're told in Genesis 1 that we're to have dominion over God's creation. We are to do a stewardship work in some area of God's marvelous creation. Another way that I reflect God's image is I've been created to create. This is one of the most fascinating aspects of what it means to be human. Now, we've got to understand, I, I, I can't create something out of nothing. Only God can do that. Human creation comes from taking what God has already made and bringing it into a fullness. God has given every person the ability to observe things, to reason, to analyze, 
to discover, to imagine things, unlike any other created beings. Animals don't do that. Plants don't do that. You, you take engineers, for example. They can take God's creation ordinances of aerodynamics, and they can use them to create airplanes that transport goods and people around the world in a matter of hours. That, that is all because we've been created with the ability to create ourselves. And so we've got to understand that. That's part of being human. Also, I've been created for eternity. See, when God created man, he breathed his breath into man, and man became a living soul. It is true that we reside in an earthly temporal body, but our souls, who are really who we are, are eternal in nature. That is why Jesus said that we should not fear mortal man who can merely kill our bodies. Instead, Jesus said, you need to fear God who can destroy both soul and body in hell, which is eternal damnation. Now, now I have just mentioned just a few of the amazing characteristics that divine every human being because everyone has been created in the image of God. If we want our children to know what it means to be human, we must literally bombard them with these truths more than the world bombards them with lies. I want to thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Currents. I pray you will grow in the knowledge of God so that you will know how fearfully and wonderfully God has made you.